In today's episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Mina Kumari Adnani. Mina is an international high performance and business coach for women, a motivational speaker, and a best-selling author. Mina is a qualified solicitor in England and Wales and an attorney in New York. For the past 25 years, she has held senior level positions in high-profile companies, her, during her post as a vice president at First Media, a major Indonesian internet and pay TV service provider, Mina brought great revenues by negotiating deals with world-famous content providers such as HBO, Discovery, and Fox, and was named top business negotiator by local media. Her amazing story is about losing all the wealth that she made as a lawyer ever since graduation due to trusting the wrong person to manage her money. Mina has managed to find strength, change her career and make the same money seven figures back in just two years as an entrepreneur and today we're talking to Mina about what does it take to start your online business let's find out money mindset with girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance in this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the fabulous, we have the wonderful, the beautiful Mina Adnani. Welcome, Mina. Thank you, Girl. Amazing to talk to you as always. Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest on Friday Feature. I had a fabulous time talking to you, and I'm sure people would love that <laughs> conversation too. So we had to have you back on Money Talkies. But once again, Mina, please tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do. Sure. So I'm a self-empowerment and business coach. I teach women how to create success on their own terms. And mainly it is people who want to build their personal brand and create a business through the power of their personal brand. In a nutshell, that's what I do. But my background, I didn't start out like that. I started out as a lawyer. I qualified as a solicitor in the UK, as an attorney in New York. And after working for a few years as a lawyer, I kind of felt I was called to be doing more business related stuff. So uh, for 20 years in corporate, I was overseeing business development, sales and marketing. That's where my heart is really in business because I think you can relate to this goal when you are um, Indian, I feel like it's in your blood where you, can, you, you, you are naturally good in business. And that's something I really enjoy. I enjoy seeing people succeed. I enjoy people seeing people make money. I enjoy seeing people get past any kind of doubts they have about themselves. And um, yeah, that's what I do. Amazing, amazing. And this leads us on today's topic, which is what does it take for you to create your online business? So I mean, start off with why do you think a lot of people should or, or you know, or especially in this in the economy, that we should be starting an online business? What do you think? Yeah. Why? It's a, it's a great question. I think if we look around what's been happening the past couple of years, mm. first of all, the great resignation in itself is a very, very good wake up call for everyone because most of our lives and for generations, people have been going to work without questioning how this is actually impacting our life. Most people wait until they retire in order for them to start living, you know, and yeah. how is it that you're supposed to start living when you've already 
live your entire life being attached to a job and having an identity which is very much around your job mm. and so if you do not think about starting your own business now or you don't start thinking about creating a presence online you are very much dependent on a lifestyle that i think no longer serves people when they want to have a life of true freedom when they want to be able to go out in the afternoon spend time with family or do whatever it is that they like and secondly most people get into a job and you know how it works with uh you choosing the uh, the career when you're in university most people choose careers that their friends choose or careers that their family told them. Mm. And so as they start growing up and they start working in a certain field, very few people pivot. And even if they pivot, they are at the mercy of a boss. They are at the mercy of a job. And we are seeing this all around us. People are losing jobs left, right and center, mm. even the recession. And, you know, if we talk about recession, recession comes around every few years. Every so, few years, yeah. So, so you don't want to be living your life thinking, oh, am I, am I going to be the one who's going to be, uh, you know, uh, who's going to be taken off the payroll? Am I going to be the one? Am I going to be the one? It's a very stressful way to be living. Whereas if you could actually work and on the side, build your personal brand, you know that very soon at some point you can pivot and you can still think of ways you can monetize through your personal brand. Fabulous. I think this is such an important uh, concept to understand. Uh, I think this day and age, there is so much uncertainty around jobs that, yeah. um, you know, that the nine to five is no longer a certainty, to be honest. It never has been in my books. I always see job as an acronym for just above broke. So uh, I think for that reason why everyone should have their own business. But online business in this day and age is, I think, especially with the, the, the low startup costs, it's it's a very good uh, area to be in or to start with. So let's get uh, let's get started with this. What does it tell us? Take us tell us the steps, Mina. What does it take for us to start an online business in this day and age? What I do usually is I teach people a three-step framework. And the three-step framework, the first one is personal power or personal growth. Second is personal brand. Third is personal wealth. So I'll take you through the, the steps one by one. With the personal power, most people end up failing their business at step one. And I don't understand why these conversations are not had at step one. And I'll tell you what are the things that make people give up very quickly. First thing that make people give up is, so for example, right, being a coach, when you get into the online space, it is very easy for you to start thinking that, oh God, how am I going to succeed? There are so many coaches out there. Why would people work with me? You know, all this like self-reject kind of thought process is what makes people stop showing up online or they don't even start building their brand only because they fear that they are going to fail. Mm. That's one of the ways that i think people need to still get the head or one of the things people need to get the head around the second thing is constantly focusing on competition when we focus on competition every single time we are using energy that we could actually be using to build a business and instead of looking at other people and judging other people for succeeding, judge, well, you, there are a lot of people sharing about how much money they make, judging people for sharing that. you got to ask yourself, where is this judgment coming from? Is it mm. because you're coming from a place of fear that you will not be able to achieve the same thing? Instead of doing that and comparing yourself to someone else, you know, comparing your page one to somebody's page 100 is a sure way for you to start feeling like oh, you're an imposter. So really focusing on your own journey, thinking about what 
what you're going to do, how you're going to grow your brand is the thing that we really, really need to focus on. And like I said, working with so many women, I find that the biggest battle they have is the self-rejection, the self-cancellation. And initially when they start at some point, they quit because they feel they're not good enough. So that's the first thing that I think we need to all really get ahead around. Actually, one more thing to add to that goal, especially if you come from corporate or you come from a nine to five job, you're so dependent on your salary. And so, and your identity is attached to a certain role. And then when you start your own business, you're a nobody. Like for me, it was a very, very hard process to be creating an identity, which is not around my job. You know, I was very empowered in my role. People looked up to me. I used to get all these amazing gifts. But now suddenly when I left corporate, I was a nobody. I didn't matter. Nobody sent me gifts. Nobody did anything. And you start check, having to check in with your ego, you know, changing that identity and not being dependent on a salary. So you have to get to a place where you can afford to take these risks. The second thing is building your personal brand. I just wrote a post about this today, actually. And I, one of the things I said is that when you build a personal brand, there will be so many experts telling you this is the way and you know all the other way is wrong. Don't believe in what people tell you because building a personal brand like success, there are many different ways to it. You have to find a way that aligns with you. You have to find a way that works for you. You have to find people you work with whose values align with you because the mistake a lot of people make is when they get into the online business space, they want to work with people who they feel like are successful without asking themselves, do I want to work with somebody like this? So for example, if let's say you've been watching somebody for a long time who create these amazing videos and who uh, teaches you how to start an online business through videos, you feel like, oh my God, this person is amazing. I want to work with this person. But the question you need to ask yourself is, are you the type of person who's okay about getting in front of a camera? Mm. Because if you're not, then no matter how much money you pay that person, they can't teach you how to be successful by writing posts because their recipe for their success was creating videos. So really asking yourself, are these the things that you want to be doing before you start your own business? And of course, being clear with your values as well. What do you want to be known for? What are the things that you can do to create an impact? Because ultimately, since you are very much into a money mindset as well. Ultimately, money is an exchange of energy. It is an exchange of energy for the value that you bring to the world. So if you have not focused on what is the value that you bring, how this value can create an impact on other people, how you can monetize this skill, having the right strategy, then all you're going to be doing is just like, trying to cut and paste strategies, what you're going to be doing is just copying other people and then wondering why is it that I am not successful? Because this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is building a a brand is a long term, you know, strategy. So you really have to be willing to work hard and wait for for your brand to get traction. So that's the that's the second thing. Yeah, okay, go so ahead. I was going to comment on that. I think that um, I'm not a business coach at all. So I'm, I'm just, but I am, uh, but this point resonates with me because there are so many different ways to build your brand, build who you are. And I think yeah. even though we come from the similar backgrounds, we were both lawyers, you love writing posts. And that's like, oh my bloody God, yeah. you know, having to write that is like, it's, it's, it's literally my heart skips a beat. Like, 
I don't want to do that. Put a camera in front of me and I can yap on till you know, the cows come home. It's I'm very comfortable from the camera. I used to have this notion that I need to put makeup on now. Like I just get on the camera, the camera like this and it's like, I'm okay with it. I'm completely fine being myself. And when you're okay with that goal, you're giving other women the permission to be okay, which exactly. is fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So, so this idea that you have to have this, um, you know, perfect image and perfect hair and perfect makeup and yeah, you know, office even in the office as well. Yeah. I remember, I think that was when we had the belief that we had to dress in a particular way, do certain things before we can be successful. But just coming back to the point, you know, I for someone like me, being in front of a video or being on audio is perfect, and I can I can I can talk, and I'm I'm happy with it. Um, gave me to write something is more difficult. That's why when I wrote my book, that I know how much my God, that took a lot out of me. I really got one, one book so far, and I've got three of them that I, I've got the the templates written for, but I haven't bothered because I, I, writing is just takes a lot out of me. So you have to find what works for you because there are different things yeah. and different there are different platforms to work for for different people, and there are so many different social media platforms now. You don't have to use all of them, but you have to use the one which That's resonates great. most with you. Yeah. And um, and then something you can outgrow. Like I've, I think I've outgrown Facebook completely, and I, I, you know, and I'm moving away from that. I do still like IG, but um, Facebook. I've, I've completely outgrown Facebook as well. So a lot of people have, and they're moving away from the platform. But the point is, you can work on a way um, that works for you. And you, and yes. also, the second point that I want to make is, you need to be comfortable with the mentor, if with what they do and the word they say. If you're not comfortable, you know that you find them they're pushy. Like I don't like pushy salespeople. They really and they're really bro bro. You know no. that bro bro mentality that's that's really prevalent and perversive actually in the online space. You know, and there are a number of I won't I won't say much about them, but there's a number of mentors out there who've made you know seven or eight figures, and they're very bro bro and they're really pain honestly, rude yeah. and obnoxious and whatnot. If you don't like who they are, if you don't like what they bring to yes. the table, then why would you take them on as a mentor? Because yeah. you you can't follow their strategies if you don't like them. How, on the other hand, if you like that, that resonates with you. That just doesn't resonate with me. Um, that's too ma- masculine and too in your face alpha male mas- uh, masculinity. It also was almost to the point of toxic masculinity, right? And so then from that point, then you have to choose a mentor that resonates with you. Yeah. And th- this is this is something else. Um, and I think females um, have um, a different kind of energy. But then even females, there are females like myself who are very much alpha females and they have a lot of yin and yang. Like I've got a lot of masculine energy as well as feminine energy. And there are others who are very soft and very... Yes, yeah. yeah. So, and this can... They, they both can work both for men and women depending on yeah. what they need. But yeah. you need to be in tune with yourself to work out what who do you like and whose message do you understand rather than, you know, because this person's made seven figures or this person's eight figures, I'm going to follow yes, him. exactly. You have to be very clear. But aside from energy, you have to be clear about your values. Yes. And by values, I mean, what kind of values do you live by in life? And those are the values that you are going to be living by even in your business. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there are so many coaches out there whose end goal is only to make money, right? So much so that ultimately they don't really stand by any values. For me, that is a big no-no. And so if your goal is only to make money, then you will be taught all sorts of strategies, which may not necessarily be the nicest uh, you know, way to make money, I would say, you know, and I think everyone gets really nervous about getting on a call with a coach who is trying to sell because they're scared they're going to be sold to, you know, 
unfortunately, coaching has gotten a bad rep because there are so many people who do that. So many people who are really forced, who don't want to get off the phone until you until you make the payment and things like that, you know, creating that fear in people that until they pay, they're not allowed to hang up. And I've had those experiences. And honestly, I've learned more from bad coaches than I have from good coaches because you find a bad coach like that and you're like, there's never in a million years I want to emulate that and nor am I going to be teaching that. So it doesn't have to be, you know, like what I was saying earlier, success, there, there are so many paths to success. There isn't just one path. You, before you work with anybody, before you start building a personal brand, you got to sit down and ask yourself, what are the values I live by? You know, and these are the values that you can actually teach people as well, because those kind of people are what resonates with your content. So. A lot of posts I write are not necessarily sales content, sales posts, but this is all part of being strategic and in, in, in building a personal brand. And there are many times I get messages from people who are not always wanting to work with me. There are messages from people who are very lovely saying that thank you so much for what you wrote and it helped me today. Or like, I really love following your post. I've you know, rung the bell on your notification to, to get notified so that I can read your post. I love how you uplift me. Things like that is what is part of the journey of building a personal brand. So being clear, what do you stand for? Are you somebody who stands for um, diversity? Are you somebody who stands for, you know, equality? Whatever it is you stand for, your values, write about them. Because when people get to know who you are, that's how they will choose to work with you. Because like you said, everything is energy and people resonate with us differently every single time. So until you learn how to show people who you are, they won't know whether or not they want to pick you. Hmm. Okay. So that's, that's learning and finding a mentor and you recommend that, you, that people should find a mentor. Well, if they know how to build a personal brand, then that's fine. But I think working for me, I've always believed that if you want to get to success, success leaves clues, right? And work with people who have achieved it. If people have achieved it and you want to learn the real strategy rather than just learning it all yourself, then work with a mentor. But if you feel like I'm not ready and I know how to do it, then that's fine. Just be very clear what you stand for. And the third thing I would say, third thing I want to talk about is personal wealth. I mean, there's so much that, that can be talked about in, in under this. First, the first thing I think to talk about is the scarcity mindset, especially when you have come from corporate and you have never needed to make money yourself. You know, there's such a big mental shift from becoming, you know, dependent on a salary to earning your own money. Mm. When you are someone who has never ever um, charged for a service that you want to uh, start doing or charging, you have to start really paying attention to your money mindset and that scarcity mindset. You know, I have clients I work with who are complete newbies who are just beginning their coaching journey. And they, the first thing they fear is where am I going to get a client from, you know, and, and who's going to pay me that much. Yeah. And it surprises them when I tell them this goal, I say to them, I say, you know what, if you actually implement strategies and you actually put yourself out there i tell you there are people who will choose to work with you rather than me Mm. it's a fact there are people who will choose to work with you rather than me Mm. so i and i always tell them i said get this in your head you know so rather than saying why will people pay me where am i going to get the next client always remember 
there is a ready to pay buyer out there for your services. You need to first and foremost, craft your service, perfect your service, know exactly what impact you create so that you can make that money. And the other thing I always say as well is, you know, when you have this deep desire to serve someone, that is the universe calling you because there is someone else out there who needs you. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Someone out there, and I'm so glad you said because there's someone out there who's praying to have that service. The number of people I've I've, I've helped who said, "I've been praying, I've been, you know, we've, you know, I've been looking for you, I've been praying for someone like you," and it's it. Some of them go on to work with me at deeper level. Some of them work with me at a smaller scale. It's perfectly fine. But this comment I've heard so many times because you don't know who's been praying and the universe takes yeah. you there to help them in that yeah. particular way. It could be through a podcast. It could be through your book. It could be through your um, you know, smaller programs. It could be through your higher masterminds, regardless of how you help them. But the, they've been praying and you end up being the answer to the prayers. Exactly. So having your head around that is very, very important because otherwise, like I said, you know, my, my framework is these three at any point you could drop out. So you have to be really, really prepared mentally, first of all, for the first one, which is your personal power. Second one is like I said, uh, personal brand and third is your personal wealth. Okay. So go through the steps again. So just so, so we, we understand where we are at the moment. Um, we've got the, 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 we have to have our uh, personal power. So you need to work out what you want, how you want to help people with and not to compare yourself with other people. Um, yeah. and, and then the second one is build your personal brand, which either you are either yourself or if you don't have experience with that, you need to hire a mentor to help you with that. And then personal wealth. How do we develop personal wealth? Getting yourself out of that scarcity mindset, knowing there are people out there willing to pay for you. That's one. Second thing is it's kind of related to your personal brand. And I would say it's the end result of your personal brand, knowing very clearly about your packages, how you're going to be charging people. Because when you have a scarcity mindset, you might undercharge and you might think that you are not going to be able to get clients. But a lot of times, you know, I've seen people who charge a certain amount and then they're not getting clients and they think like, okay, if I charge less, I'll get clients, but they still don't get clients mm. because the issue is not how much you charge because at every price point, you will have a client. The question is, how are you going to position yourself? And most people put the price down because a lot of it has to do with a lack of worthiness. They feel like they don't deserve that money, either because of self-doubt or because they love doing what they love so much. They've been conditioned to think that the, your life has to suck, your job has to suck for you to make money, that they feel guilty almost making money for something that they love, that they would happily do for free, you know? So having that mindset around their prices and their packaging. And the third thing is knowing how to manage profits as well. A lot of times I see people who just starting up and the first thing they talk about is what about if I do ads, I'll create a course and then I'll do ads, you know, without having tested whether their course works, without having built their personal brand, without capitalizing on what I call the low hanging fruits. If you don't capitalize on the low hanging fruits, then before you even start your business, you would have already been in debt, you know? 
So really knowing how to manage your money mindset around the money, knowing how to manage money, because ultimately you can't have personal wealth if you don't have profit. Exactly. And, and I think the, the, a lot of the times it's about the profit, not necessarily the amount of money you make. And yeah. um, there are plenty of people out there who are six-figure or multiple six-figure earners, some, some of them may be seven-figure earners, who have very little profit. And yeah. I think the online, the normal business, because I do with other businesses as well, um, in, in buying and selling businesses, a lot of the times I find that these companies who are make, do a million or two million or three million bracket, they actually have 10% as a profit margin, which is ridiculous. And the online space, you should be at a place where you're making 50 to 60% profit. Yeah. Or even more, because ultimately, mm-hmm. really, what are your costs? Unless you're hiring people left, right, and center, what are your costs? You know, I mean, a lot of the things that you, tools that you use online is not very expensive. Yeah, exactly. 100%, 100%. All right. How do we, I know that these three are, are great, but I'm going to move, go back to the, the, the first one, the first step, which is, per, you know, the, the, you know, personal empowerment. How do you get your clients to work on that? that ability to be able to charge because a lot of them are coming from the corporate environment and i know the reason why i'm asking this is because a lot of people listening to this this podcast are either in a corporate environment or transitioning or have transitioned over and i myself had this issue so when the law firm because i worked for all, all top law firms and this is probably about 10 15 years ago now when they would charge 500 pounds an hour for me it was very normal and i knew it and it wasn't a big deal for me but when I was trying to set my own business up, and this is back in five, six, seven years ago, back in 2016, no, 2017. When I was looking to set my business up in 2005 years ago, I had grave difficulty figuring out what I was going to charge. So the only thing I could think of was, okay, my the law firm charged 500 pounds, but that was like years ago, but yet I still use the same benchmark. If they use 500 pounds, I'm going to use 500 pounds an hour for myself. And that's how I got around to make the, you know, the three month package for whatever it was for 3000 or something when I first started. But I really struggled asking for money when I first started, even though I had, I had a lot of testimonials from pre uh, pro bono work that I did because I was very good at it before I decided to go into this professionally. And I, I struggled initially trying, even though I was helping people with money, I struggled with asking for money. So how do you help your clients do that? You know, when I first started my journey, I thought I was going to start teaching women how to make money. That was my passion. That was something I loved doing. And the first thing I wanted to do was launch a business course. But as I mentioned to you earlier when we were chatting, I talked about how I started online. I accidentally built my personal brand where I started writing. I was writing more inspiring stuff because I lost my finances and I rebuilt myself in two years. But during the time when I was going through that journey, I used to write a lot about motivation, inspiration and stuff like that. And people resonated with my content. So I ended up having like a lot of women in my group, like 4,500 women. So when I already had these women, I was working with people one-on-one, I was being recommended to people. I thought, okay, I want to start creating um, group coaching. And my group coaching is going to be business because that's what I'm passionate about. But I'm glad that I took time to listen. When I started doing lives and I started talking a lot about, you know, um, sharing different tips, I paid attention to the questions people were asking me. The questions the women were asking me was not even business related. The questions they were asking me is, 
how is it that you're so confident? How did you become so positive after you lost your money? How is it that you, it was a lot of it was around mindset. A lot of it was around mindset, around money. And I just sat there thinking, I think I'm moving too fast because there is a big gap between where they are to where I want to get, want, want them to get to. So what I did was I shelved the idea of starting my business course. And what I did was I started a course called Empowered Woman Academy. And that is a six week course where I take women from feeling lack of self-worthiness to being highly confident and manifesting six figures and all that. Because there is so much work and you and I both know we've been in this space of you know personal growth, energy, all of that. We know that ultimately the way we think and the fears that we have is not something that happened all of a sudden. It is a fear that is inbuilt. It is this fear that we inherited when we were kids. And a lot of people go through their life without addressing any of it. And our, our beliefs are like these glasses that you wear, you can't see the glasses because the glasses are, um, you know, doesn't have a color, but every single thing you see in the world is through these lenses. And when you are constantly doubting yourself, when you're constantly putting yourself down and when you feel like you are not worthy of charging that much, the, the thing that I get to do that I work with on my, with my clients is I actually work with them from going all the way to the back. I want to share with you one very, it's an incredible story. I have so many amazing stories. One incredible client of mine, she was a very, very successful banker. She worked in a bank. She's in South America, worked in the bank. After eight years of really being highly successful, she hit a brick wall and she just had anxiety and she just no longer wanted to work in the bank. And because she no longer wanted to work in the bank, she wanted to quit her boss said, you can't quit because your boss really liked her and said, I will just pay you every month until you decide to come back. So she was actually being paid a salary while she took time off. And the boss said, I will pay for a psychologist as well. So she talked to psychologists. I don't actually, I'm not sure whether psychologist or psychiatrist, but she, she spoke to, to someone. And after like, I think having two months of consultation, I, I don't think she saw results. One day she went to a, to a birthday party of an ex-colleague or the colleague and met the wife. The wife was one of my clients and she told the wife about what she was going through. And the wife said, you have to speak to Mina. You absolutely have to speak to Mina. And at that time I was living in Bali. This was last year. I was living in Bali. I was just about to start my yoga teacher's training program. And uh, I also was starting my mastermind. So I had quite a lot happening. And my client messaged me and said, would you mind getting on a call with her? And I said, okay, I will. I had a call with her. In one hour of talking to her, I could already tell what the issue was. And at the end, she said, what would it take for me to work with you? Because I benefited more in that one free session than I did with a psychiatrist for like two months. We started working together. As we started working together, Gul, a lot actually unfolded. And the story that unfolded was, and it was layers, by the way, because she wasn't even aware. She wasn't aware. So I really took me being very sensitive, asking the right questions, taking her to places that we sometimes conveniently forget or don't want to revisit, you know? Mm -hmm. And it took her to a place where, sorry, I'm really getting goosebumps when I tell you these stories. Um, it took her to a place where she was a five-year-old her mother was divorced or I don't know whether her mother passed away, but her mother was had a, a boyfriend. And what the mother did was the mother took her 
when she was five and flew to a different city where her grandmother lived. And as a five-year-old, she really didn't like her grandmother. She didn't like the house. She didn't like anything. But when she got to that place, the next morning she woke up, her mother left her, had already left her. And so she was left with a grandmother she didn't like, and she, she was left in a city, which is completely new, all on her own. And so that anxiety actually came back. Can you believe it? Like yeah. after I don't know how many years, right? Addressing that anxiety, getting her to get over that anxiety. Once we, we worked through that, she was very clear. I do not want to go back to the bank. This is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know I could tell from the beginning, but it was too early for me to say anything because we have to work through all that. And now that we've worked through this, what do you want to do? And she said, I really want to make healthy, healthy snacks because where I am, there is no keto snacks. And I said, okay, what would it take for you to start your business? And she said, oh, I don't have money. I can't start business unless, you know, I have capital and I want to have a shop. And I'm like, this is the middle of COVID. And I said, what, why would you need to wait until then for you to actually start your business? And so we started talking about how she can start developing that business. And I started helping her with, you know, her strategy, her price point, what are the things she's going to start making, how she's going to start attracting clients. You know, by the time I was supposed to have the next call with her, she postponed the call because she had way too many orders. Oh, wow. So it really shows, you know, how when you have this lack of worthiness, the the inability for you to change how you feel, you can't get to the place where you can start talking about how, how much can I charge? So that's why I created that program as a bridge. So now I'm in the middle of running that program. On, I'm on week four. And so very soon I'm launching uh, my business program called Empowered Digital CEO. I'm getting these women after this program to move to that program because all of them want to make money. But there were so many fears keeping them from being able to make that money. Yeah, understandable. I think the the online space it has a lot of opportunities, but there are also lots of pitfalls. I think yes. this is the, the the issue we have, and finding someone who has your vested interest at heart, rather than see how much money they can make from you, is few and far between. But also, there are times where I think as a coach. We take on the responsibility for someone else's success. I know I've done that multiple times that I have to draw boundaries. I I I'm I say, I, you know, if you do the work, I know that this will happen. And things do, but you know, if someone goes back into fear mode or someone goes back into because yes. obstacles are sent their way and they, there's next level up they have to go to, but if if they receive their next level of challenge and then instead of going through the challenge, they go into fear mode then they've undone all the work they've done so far yeah. and they're back to square one. And then it's not your fault. It's not your responsibility for having them to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I've seen that multiple times. I think this is something that we have to be careful of. So there's this balancing act. You, as long as a mentor resonates with you, go work with them, but do not put the responsibility of your success squarely on their shoulders. They can just show you a pathway. And if that path has worked for not one, not two, but multiple people, then you know that path works. And it was your choice to go and work with a mentor. You chose that path because you resonated with that that mentor. Then it's your responsibility to walk on the path and implement the strategies. And then whatever results you come are yours. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this to you as a list to myself and anybody listening to the moment. But you cannot take personal responsibility for someone else's results, someone else's actions. And as coaches, we feel 
obligated to get them results, obligated to make sure that they succeeded, obligated to make sure that they implemented. That's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it should not be your responsibility. And of course, the coaching space also attracts lots of, um, you know, vile people too, you know, these narcissists or people who would just want to feed off the energy. Um, and I think as a money coach, I know I'm I'm inundated with, uh, with emails like, can you help me? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Uh, I'll pay you once I have money. Like, well, um, you know, and it's, it's, I think, I think when you come into this space, there's, there's big rewards, but it does come with a lot more responsibility that you're used to in your nine to five. I think that's something that people don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. There are rewards and I can't tell you how wonderful the coaching place is because the, you know, the rewards you get are beyond money when you see mm-hmm. someone succeed, but at the same time, the pitfalls and the blame game and the name and shame and all the other rubbish that happens in, in the online space. You need to be have an open mind with that too, especially in the coaching space, not just the online space, but there's e-commerce as well. But I'm talking specifically on the online coaching space. What do you say about that? I think there is good and bad everywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, even a workplace, there is toxic, toxicity. Toxicity, yeah. Toxicity, I sometimes have a problem pronouncing it. Yeah. Um, and even in a, play, a workplace, you experience that. So again, it's really where you choose to focus, yeah. where you to put your energy you know i always say your energy is your currency if you know it's a bad investment don't put your energy there don't talk about it don't focus on it focus on what yields you joy what yields you interest what really is the invest what is the return on that investment Hmm. so whenever you see these things you know online i just scroll past it and i don't allow it to come into my energy field because ultimately every 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 one of us we wake up in the morning with a full battery and you don't want to spend the whole day depleting your battery thinking about things that is not going to serve you agreed so i rather just focus on things that are not just positive but focus on the dreams that i have what is it that i can achieve where i can go from here where do i course correct um you know and how i how i can enjoy to my life and other people Absolutely, 100%. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. But Mina, tell us, um, what are your parting comments about someone who wants to start an online business? Um, Well, my parting comments is that three things, personal responsibility or personal power. Second is personal brand. And third is personal wealth. Master the strategies, get your mindset ready, and you can definitely be highly successful. Wonderful. Mina, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? So I have my website is strongandshine.com. That's one word. And you can check out my website. If you want to contact me, there's a contact me page as well. And you can connect with me from there. And of course, I also built my brand on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Mina, the empowered woman on LinkedIn. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, if you're listening to us on um, on the podcast, then remember all the links I mean I just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section will have the links for the Mina just mentioned too. Go check her out. She's one kick-ass lady and a brown lawyer, <laughs> brown female <laughs> lawyer to boot. So yeah, I'm quite proud of her. All right. So thank you so much, Amina, for being such an amazing for guest once me. again. It was it was wonderful having this discussion with you. Likewise, likewise. It was so fun. And thank you for listening to me, Mina, today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.